Keenan Allen showed last year that he can still produce at an elite level, and we both want him to retire as a Charger, but would the Chargers move him for the right offer, or is he untradeable? You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. I guess eight and six now, I'm about to move into even more than that. But thank you guys for making us your first listen. We always appreciate the everydayers out there. But to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, we got a big one today. What are we getting into? Well, Daniel, there's a lot of players that I would listen to as far as trade offers are concerned, but Keenan Allen is not one of them, and I'm <laughs> going to tell you exactly why. Also, there's some pretty cool names that have been added to the Chargers coaching staff. Chief among them is the newest addition. That is the new assistant offensive line coach, Nick Hardwick. Man, it's so cool to see that. I'm really excited about that one. And then also, we've got to figure out which one of the units, the offense or the defense, can we see turning things around faster? That is a great question. It's a ton of great questions on this Chargers mailbag day. Love the Nick Hardwick signing. Can't wait to get to that. But today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150. If your bet wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. David, we have some great questions, but none of them, I think, really sparked the conversation that the first one we have here from Edgar asked it as far as Keenan Allen's availability and what you would trade him for potentially. And he asked, if there is an offer made for Keenan Allen to be traded to another team, do you think we would do it considering Herbert has some say? And if so, what kind of capital do you guys think would suffice to let him go? For the record, I would never let that man walk Charger for life. I know we all feel like Charger for life, David. Is there an offer you would accept you're saying hey i justin herbert to me is untradeable but that that word doesn't get thrown around a lot you think keenan allen is untradeable i do i, I think keenan allen is, is untradeable he is a guy that's a foundational charger for me he's a leader of this franchise he's a face of this franchise and he's still uber productive. I mean, just came off of a season where he caught 108 passes for 1,240 yards and seven touchdowns. I mean, the guy is still completely unguardable. In 13 to games, too. Yeah, right? in That's 13 important. games. Yeah, and and you know he was dealing with that heel issue towards the end of the year. And you know probably if the Chargers were in the thick of he probably would have gave it a go. And you know those stats would have looked even more impressive. And so you know with Keenan, I've always been a proponent of his game is more timeless. This is a guy that can get open consistently he understands what the defense is doing to him it's not about speed for him it's about the finesse it's about the the get offs it's about the route running that's what and the sticky hands you know the amazing hands that's what Keenan brings to the table and I think that is more timeless than anything else and I just don't think that there is an offer for me that I would accept when it comes to trading Keenan Allen I feel like this is a guy that's still uber productive and deserves to retire with the Chargers yeah, I mean, I think I could push you on that. I don't think you're turning down two first-round picks. You know, I mean, like, I, I think anything within reason is really what sure. you're saying here, you know. Yes. And nobody would give that up. So no. that's kind of a moot point. But I don't think anyone's untradeable outside Justin Herbert because I don't think there's a, an amount of even first-round picks 
that gives away Justin Herbert. I just don't. Well, and he's him. just really not tradable because he he, he's actually <laughs> totally. But like, I, I don't. I wouldn't trade him even if he didn't have. It. Yeah, he's not for all of King Midas is silver. Yeah, Keenan Allen's going into his age thirty-two season. So, how many more productive seasons can you get? Because we're assuming that he gets into extension at this point, right? To potentially yeah. lower the cap in twenty twenty-four and keep him around for a year or two after this upcoming season, right? Make it worth his while, obviously. But is he going to continue to ask for top receiver money? Does he want thirty million dollars per season? Because he is coming off a season where he set the franchise record in thirteen games, right? He has missed eleven games over the last two seasons, which he put into it, and I think the injury prone moniker around Keenan Allen is way overblown. I do think he would have came back at the end of last season. And before that he had been extremely healthy before 2022. So I I think you could legitimately to me get two good seasons out of like, you could feel good that you're going to get too close to what we saw last year seasons from Keenan Allen left. That's through his age 33 season. So maybe you see a decline at 34 going forward. I don't think that's crazy at all. Yeah. If you could get a first round pick and specifically near the top, a top half of the first round type of a pick, then it becomes more interesting to me because this is the thing. Okay, so say you could get Malik neighbors because obviously you're not moving from five in this situation, right? You might also still have Mike Williams in this situation if you decide to keep him too. And you also, maybe you go, you know, 13 or 14, you get someone like a Brock Bowers. So, hey, Malik neighbors and Brock Bowers is 10 years of those guys worth two years of potentially elite still Keenan Allen? I think that's still a fair question. It is a fair question because, I mean, you just don't know what Keenan Allen is going to do. I mean, obviously, I say I feel like his game is more timeless, but... It does age well to me. I I mean, I think, but it it can go crashing down quickly. Father time is undefeated, Daniel, and and we've already seen some injuries, you know, whether that's mismanagement with with the medical staff or not, but the the hamstring injury, it it tended to linger and it was re-aggravated. That was was a serious problem, so we don't know, you know, who is really to blame for that, but the the fact is this, the, the older you get, the longer it takes to recover from injuries, and that's just a fact of life. So, I mean, that you have to kind of weigh and and consider because he is over the age of 30. He's already played in the NFL for 11 years. He has had some serious injuries that he has overcome in the past. So, you know, there's no guarantee that he's going to be able to stay healthy. And when you're talking about an extension, you're paying for production that you expect to happen in the future. You're not paying for the production that they've already provided. You obviously take that into account, but you can't pay for that. You got to pay for what you expect that player to bring to the table. And so when you weigh that versus potentially getting two blue chip players that you have control over for, you know, five seasons, that does make things a little more difficult to be able to examine because, I mean, at some point you have to take the emotion out of it and you have to look at it from a business perspective and say, what at this point makes sense like joe horty said you know we have to try to get out of these contracts before these players decline and the fact is the the likelihood of the decline happening is a lot higher for keenan than it is for a couple of players that you're bringing in from the draft yeah and those guys were all crapshoots and i think the hard thing here is losing keenan allen in 2024 is devastating the wide receiving group for the chargers isn't as deep as i think a lot of people think it is right as far as if you don't have keenan allen or Mike Williams, right? I mean, in this scenario, you might keep Mike Williams, which is still kind of sketchy just given the fact that he's missed, you know, over 17 games the last two seasons. Yeah. You have Josh Palmer and Quentin Johnson left. Like, even if you got Malik Neighbors, like a Malik Neighbors, Joshua Palmer, Quentin Johnson trio was pretty tough to think that that's going to produce at an elite level in year one for Malik right Neighbors, away. right? Or something right, like yeah. that. 
long term, maybe it's the better option. And good teams do that. Good teams yeah. make the hard decisions and they move on from players before they start declining, before they lose their value. But I think the thing is here is a first round pick, I don't even know if it's in question because I just don't think they would get that, right? I yeah. mean, the Bears did spend a second round pick, which ended up being the 32nd overall pick for Chase Claypool. Kadarius Tony got a third and a sixth from the Chiefs to the Giants. Devontae Adams, you know, obviously a guy still at the top of his game was a first and a second. I, I don't think he gets that. I think it probably falls somewhere around a second round pick, and I wouldn't do it for that because I think that kind of screws your offense in 2024. Yeah, I'm not doing it for a second round pick. It's it's just not enough for me. It, it because the the volatility as you go up in the picks gets higher and higher and higher. And I just think you know there's still two to three solid years of production that I feel like we can expect from Keenan Allen. And to me, that's not worth the you know the crapshoot of a second round pick. You just don't yeah. know what that player is going to turn into. You know what Keenan Allen is and what he brings to the table right now. Yeah, I think that you, if you can get something for those other guys, you take it a second for Keenan Allen for what he's likely going to bring to the table for you this year. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth giving it up for him. We also had Edward Matias who asked a good question. When will cuts, trade, and restructures take place before or after the draft? I would assume before so we know what we're drafting. Thanks. It's going to be before likely early March. I don't think we're going to see anything immediately because a whole new regime just took over and they have a lot of different decisions they're going to have to go through and kind of play out there. But usually, I mean, most of the Chargers cuts come in the second week of March, historically. So I think that's when you can expect some things to happen. But we have more good news to get into because the Chargers did bring in Nick Hardwick, their center, one of our favorite offensive linemen of all time, to be their coach. And also went with Navarro Bowman. So the Chargers going to some former players to try to create this all-star coaching staff. We're going to talk about our excitement for those guys coming up right after this. First, though, I need to tell you guys to get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. That means you go pick the bet that you feel best about. All you have to do is put $5 on it. You get $150 back in bonus bets if that bet wins. And right now with the NBA, you can go with so many different things in your favorite NBA players with teams like Quick Bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. And you also have March Madness right around the corner. The NBA is about to heat up. Basketball is heating up. It's a great time to get in on that. But if you're still stuck on football and want to get one more out there, you can already pick who is going to be the champion of 2024. The Chargers right now have plus 3,000 odds, which ranks 12th in the NFL. Tell me in the comments how you feel about that. Should be better. Should be worse. They're tied with a few different teams right there. I think it's right about right. First year of Jim Harbaugh. But if you guys want to get on the action, just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. David, it is a mailbag day, but we did get some great news on Tuesday because the Chargers brought in a fan favorite to be a coach on this coaching staff. And I love that, the integration of the old and the new getting someone like Nick Hardwick. This was a move I did not see coming by any means. Nick Hardwick is not someone who's even, you know, collegiately coaching or had really been in the conversation to potentially take a, a role on this staff. But this is from Mike Garofalo, who says, the Chargers are hiring former Pro Bowl center Nick Hardwick as their assistant offensive line coach, sources say. Hardwick, who played 11 seasons in San Diego, kicks off his NFL coaching career in L.A. after ser serving as an assistant coach for Westfield, Indiana High School. David, Nick Hardwick back in the fold with the Chargers, obviously very green, very raw, I'm very excited about it. He is as a coach, but as a player, I mean, it doesn't get much better than Nick Hardwick. I mean, this is a guy who was a little bit undersized, 
but was tenacious, was yeah. incredibly intelligent, was a mauler. I mean, th this is a guy that you know you can go to war with. He was a leader. Uh, this is this is a guy that was part of you know some of the best offensive lines in Chargers history back in, yeah. in the early two thousands. He w went to the Pro Bowl the year that LT just went absolutely nuclear and MVP. scored 31 touchdowns and, and won the MVP award for having a truly unbelievable season. I mean, he was a key part of that, you know, providing for that guy who went off. 1,815 rush rushing yards and 31 total touchdowns is insane. Never to be done again. But to bring in a, a, a guy who has that connection, that is a charger right and yeah. and i just to think to and kind of bring that into jim harbaugh's coaching staff i, I think it's going to help the players be able to relate to him i think it's going to help bring fans from from charger fans from all over the place closer to the team and because you have somebody that you know somebody you're familiar with and someone that you are confident understands how to play offensive line at a high level and I know it feels like a kind of, you know, semantics type of thing, but like brings a great energy too. like the dude is just oh, a, yeah. you know, great locker room guy has a good energy around him. Has Real a down great to personality. Earth He's a good dude, but also grinds like, right. Yeah. He, he is focused his passions. If you are unfamiliar with what he's done after football, the way that he is kind of used that passion for football into all other avenues of his life has been super impressive. He's like a shredded, you know, he's fitness yoked. teacher now for yeah. people to lose weight and teach yeah. them like. He is, I think, a great person for this job because he was undersized. And when you're undersized, what do you need the most? You need high IQ and you yeah. need fundamentals, right? Yeah. Fundamentals, high IQ are two of the things I would say the Chargers had the least of last year on their offensive line. Part of yeah. the big problem. This guy comes in with a great intensity. Also, an assistant offensive line coach under reportedly Mike Devlin, right? Someone yeah. who's done it before. He's Tons not just the experience. main guy. Yeah. That guy, you have a guy that knows what the drills need to be, knows how to get the these new packages installed and this new offense installed so you don't have to worry about any of that stuff you just get the good parts and i love yeah. this jim harbaugh is also a former charger just yeah. like nick hardwick but he's also just been able to find talent everywhere and that has been one of the main reasons he's been so dominant in football for so long i think this is going to be another success story as someone who came up under jim harbaugh and he saw something in that turns out to be a really great coach and I think something similar about the next guy we're going to talk about, because Jim Harbaugh is, according to Adam Schefter, bringing in his former linebacker, Navarro Bowman, to coach their linebackers. He is someone who has a little experience, David, but man, I still remember that duo of him and Patrick Willis, one of the best duos of all time, and how good those dudes were, how much they put on those dudes' plates. I'm super excited for a new direction for this Chargers linebacker room. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're talking about physicality, Navarro Bowman definitely yeah. brings that to the table and also just super high end production four time first team all pro linebacker. Yeah. And most of those years was under Jim Harbaugh, three time pro bowler as well. This is a guy who really, you know, has a really kind of well-rounded game at the linebacker position. But I think this is just another guy that's going to instill that physicality and toughness that the Chargers are going to do, really going to try to wash over this entire team. I think this is another addition that kind of brings that to the table. But, you know, his bona fides are there. Yeah, maybe not as a coach, but he knows how to play this position at a very, very high level. He has that connection with Jim Harbaugh, and I think I'm excited for this. I think this is a guy who is going to continue to bring that nastiness, that mean streak to the table, to the middle of the Chargers defense. And, you know, we've had a couple of linebackers in the past that, you know, were able to bring that type of intensity, that type of energy. And I think this is a coach that can bring those 
type of players back into this Chargers defense. Yeah, well, and he's 35 years old, which makes yeah. me feel incredibly old. I mean, it, like he's, <laughs> this man's only a couple years older than Khalil Mack, right? Like yeah. He's going to be coaching. So uh, it's crazy to get another young dude like this in the fold. And I think it's also important to know that he was a defensive analyst for Maryland in 2023 because the rest of the defensive staff that you're bringing along for the most part, we're all in the Big Ten and we're all college coaches last year. Yeah. And we're going to talk about one of them with Steve Klingscale too because that I think is a good fit there. You're coming in with guys who already kind of know what systems need to be in place are going to set him up, I think, for success to yeah. tell him early on right what he expects from those linebackers. And I think when you have someone like Jim Harbaugh and someone who's already so familiar with not only Navarro Bowman's game, but also his personality, right? Yeah. That he's going to be able to kind of let him know exactly what he wants. And I think Navarro Bowman could be the type of player and coach, you know, former player that could push these guys the right way. And, and I really love that. I think, you know, getting guys like Dayon Henley under his wing is something yes. I'm excited to see because they, they I mean, you brought up physicality. I mean, to me, Navarro Bowman, the instincts that that dude had, his, yeah. the, the, his feel and coverage, his ability to cover, because he was kind of the cover guy, whereas Patrick Willis was more of the hammer, right? But this sure. dude was all over the field, sideline to sideline. And every season he played under Jim Harbaugh, like you said, he was an all-pro. Missed all of 2014 with an injury, but every other season he played with him, all-pro. All pro. First, First team. team. All yeah, pro. exactly. Yeah. So let's get to this last coaching hire, David. Because the Chargers also brought in Steve Queenscale, who reverses course and now is taking the Chargers defensive back job after initially saying that he was going to stay at Michigan. Jim Harbaugh drew a hard bargain, drove a hard bargain, and he ends up in L.A. Hey, when Jim Harbaugh wants something, <laughs> he's going to get it. Yeah, so yeah. also this seems to me because when you look at Steve Klinkscale, he's a co-defensive coordinator. He was for for the you know Michigan Wolverines last year so I think this is a Jesse Minter type of move as well it's like they obviously have some kind of working relationship already established so this might be a Batman Robin situation where you wanted to bring somebody in that you're familiar with that you already know how they operate how they communicate how they work and you know you bring them in and hey you can't hate the results. The The defense ranked top 30 in the country in pass defense and top 20 in pass defense efficiency each of his three years that he was there that's including 2023 and also by the way his record while he was there 40 and 3 at Michigan that's uh that's pretty darn good there so I mean I think I, I like this uh, I, I like the just the different infusion of college coaches and experience that you see across Jim Harbaugh's staff and, and I think this is going to be another welcomed addition yeah, we were talking about that. Like, it just feels like with this coaching staff, it, it's such a good blend. You have yeah, some very nice. experienced guys like the Mike Devlins and the Greg Romans, obviously, guys yeah. like that. You have some guys who have been there, like Orion Ficken, keeping him in place. And then you have some former players to kind of bring that energy. And then you get a bunch of the high, most highly touted defensive coaches in the country from last yeah. season. Like, that is a good mix to me. As far as the clean skill goes, I mean, yeah, like the big thing to me when watching Michigan's defense, which I've got to do a little of, obviously, since they hired Jim Harma, the connectivity between the defensive backs is insane. To get those young players to be as connected, to hand off receivers, to be as well kind of run as that secondary was going up against teams like Washington and Alabama and Ohio State, insane to me. And I think if you're going to bring in someone like Jesse Minter, a huge part of his success is going to be keeping those guys on the back yeah. end in the right positions and knowing exactly what to do. This is a dude that helps you bring those guys together because it's going to be hard enough for Jesse Minter taking on the defensive coordinator role, right? Even though his background is also in defensive backs, 
He needs someone that's going to be able to be with these guys at all times in every meeting, getting them connected, getting them on the same page, and being able to run what's a little bit of a complicated defense, but when run right, is really, really hard to combat. So I'm excited about the move. Obviously, Michigan tried very hard to keep him. Chargers tried harder to bring him in, and they got it done, and I think it's a great move. But we have more to get into on this Chargers mailbag day, including a tier who is asking which side of the Chargers football team will be able to turn things around more quickly is it more likely they'd have a top five offense or a top 10 defense we're going to get into that coming up right after this i do need to tell you guys about ebay motors though because passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. David, we have much more to get to. I, I really think Atir's bringing a good question. Andy wants me to answer first, which is, you know, a great, great honor. He usually wants David to answer first. But <laughs> we have more, including a ton of draft questions that we're going to rapid fire. How many picks will they have? How far can they go down for Brock Bowers and still feel like they have a chance at him? So much good stuff. But also make sure you guys are checking out the first ever 24-7 national streaming sports channel, Locked On Sports Today. Go subscribe to that because they are covering every sports every hour and every minute of the day the only way that locked on can right with their local experts covering teams that they cover every single day and that's why it's the best so go make sure you guys check out locked on sports today first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel a tier called in when a tier calls in he gets on the show he has a really really tough question that we're going to answer let's see what he has dan david this is a tier. i love you my voice Dan, this is for you. What is the fastest turnaround for Coach Harbaugh next season? Defense to be in top 10 or the offense to be in top 5? I'm taking the defense to go in top 10 because they hungry and Jesse Minfield factor. You make your pick. You can go first, Dan. I love you, my baby. And then David, I feel you. Both up. I'm just glad he laid out the order so we knew. But <laughs> I think it's the offense, and I think it goes back to the conversation we had with you yesterday, which was just about which side really needs more help. And when you look at the defensive side of things, I mean, you could be talking about six, potentially seven starters that they're going to have to replace. Let's also not forget that Brandon Steele would try to fix their defense for three seasons and could never figure it out and get better than 20th in scoring defense. I think it's the offense that's closer to being a top five unit, and we've seen it. To me, with Justin Herbert, the floor is the 15th ranked offense. I think you could put whatever surrounding cast around them. If he is healthy, he's going to have a top 15 scoring offense. That's just what I think the floor is. So to see them getting back to a top five team like they were in 2021, where we've seen him do it before, giving him a running game, right? Giving him some better protection. I don't think it's out of the question at all that they get to top five. Getting to a top 10 defense, David, is something that we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, and, and it's funny because you look at the scoring numbers and it's like, well, it's only a, like a three-point difference between 23rd, which is where the Chargers ended last year, and a top-10 spot, which is 20.9. 
So it's like, well, they could probably do that. With the defense, you're saying? Yeah, with the defense. Yeah. But it's a lot more complicated, a, a, lot, a lot more difficult than that. I mean, you're bringing in a new defense where you're going to have to bring in a bunch of new players to try to fit that system. I think that's going to be a little bit too much to ask. But like we talked about also yesterday, get him a middle-of-the-pack defense and watch yeah. how many games Justin Herbert is going to win if you are able to provide that. But when you have Justin Herbert, and now you have a, you know an offensive coordinator that is going to focus on fixing the running game, I think it's going to be a really nice sight to be able to see Justin Herbert have a good running game to be able to play action off of. Uh, and to be able to put games away. And also, you just look at the top five, top six scoring teams in the in the NFL. They all run the ball at a very, very high level, a very efficient level. So if you you know factor that into the equation, and you have Justin Herbert with the weapons that are currently there, and just some better coaching, I think, on the offensive line, I think it is a lot more plausible for me to see the Chargers achieve a top five offensive unit rather than defense. Sometimes the best offense is a good defense and vice versa, right? If your defense yeah. is a ton of turnovers, sets you up in a good spot, that helps. If you have an offense that is churning out time, staying on the field, limiting the other team's possessions, that's going to help your defense a lot in a per-game status, you know? Yeah. So let's get to this next one here because I think if we knew that the Chargers had a Malik Neighbors or Brock Powers, I could buy even more into a top-five sure. offense in 2024. But Luis Benson asks here, obviously it's way too early. But a trade down to get Brock Bowers would be great. How long do you think we could drop and still get him? This is a great question, David. Trading back, getting Brock Bowers is a dream. What do you think? Where do you think, I guess, is the latest spot they could trade down to and still reasonably feel like they could get him? Yeah, this is a really tough question because, for me, I think there's no guarantee that the Tennessee Titans might not take Brock Bowers sure, at he, number they could. seven. And so I mean, I think, that would be the to the dismay of locked on Titans host Tyler Rowland. He does not want that to happen. Yeah, I mean, they I have bigger he, needs, but hey, I mean, getting him for Will Levis makes sense. Sure. But hey, if, if they, you know, if they decide not to do that, I think you can reasonably expect Atlanta not to take a tight end when they have Kyle Pitts. So mm -hmm. I think probably nine or 10 is probably the furthest that you're going to be able to go back without, you know, running into teams that could really start using, you know, another tight end. I think Minnesota's probably set. That's probably the the very, very back end of it because then you have Denver, and I think Denver would absolutely take a Brock Bowers to pair with whatever quarterback. I mean, hey, they need a they quarterback, They don't have a quarterback. Too. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah they, they need a quarterback too. So, yeah, I, I think for me it's probably in the 9-10 range uh, is where I would feel comfortable with that. So, for me, if it's not Tennessee, right, if he makes it past 7, I think he yeah. gets lied. I truly do, yeah. because I think the Jets need a tackle to protect Aaron Rodgers, especially if they're running it back with Aaron Rodgers this year, so I don't think they're doing it. The Bears have Cole Komet at 9, right? Yeah. They, they have a very good tight end at 9. Vikings at 11 have TJ Hawkinson, right. who was like the best tight end last year, right? Yeah. Could Las Vegas or Denver try to trade up for a quarterback potentially with you, so maybe that puts you at 14 or, you know, 12, 13. Mm -hmm. Then you could take him there, because the thing is, is the Broncos could go there, but they – also could go with a quarterback, right? They yeah. could go with J.J. McCarthy or someone like that. Sure. The Raiders just took Michael Mayer, so I don't think they're doing it. Nah, Saints yeah. and Colts, 14, 15, harder to figure out. Potentially, he could slide that far, but I feel like if you get in ahead of that, there's a chance you could get him in the, in the double digits if nobody trades up to try to go get him. So I think yeah. that's a realistic-ish thing. Uh, but, yeah, he'd still have to make it past the Titans, and there's some other teams who could try to go up and get him. But those other teams with the tackles that are available to and the defensive needs that some of these teams have, I think he could slide. Yeah. Let's get to this from Chris Saiz here. Asks, Chargers currently have seven picks in the draft, I believe. By the end of the draft, 
how many draft picks do you predict us having or ending up with in total? So, Dave, let's go speed around here for these last couple questions. They have seven now. How many does Joe Hortiz end up with? I think he's going to have nine. I think he's going to make a couple of trades. I think they're also going to get a, a comp pick a, a, as well for, for one of the free agents. So I'm going to go nine. Yeah, they're supposed to get a seventh round pick, I believe, for Drew Tranquil potentially. Yeah. So they could have eight already. I'm going to say nine is safe, too. I, I would probably go nine. The Ravens had 11 picks in 2022, 10 in 2020, 12 picks in 2018. So it wouldn't awesome. kind of goes with their history <laughs> right over yeah. there. Let's get to this from Ivan here who asks, over under on how many big boys, linemen, offensive and defensive, do we draft three and a half is where he's putting it, David. Are you going over or under? I'm going to go under. I'm, I'm, I have it at three. I think it's going to be a, a It's a good over under. It is. It's, it's a really tough one. But, I mean, there's a lot of holes that the Chargers have. So. But what if they have nine picks? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even then, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it under. I'm gonna, I'm going three. Okay, so I mean, him gaining more picks makes it tougher. The other thing yeah. is, is does edge rusher count as a defensive lineman? I mean, now they're outside linebackers. You're going to a three four, but like, how much do you have to weigh to get considered into this? Because I yeah. could see a scenario for sure. If you have nine picks, that four of them are some version of you know offensive line, guard and tackle, right? Yeah. Defensive interior line and an edge rusher. I could see happening. Well, center for sure. too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Center, first of all, of course, number one, but then potentially taking either a guard or a tackle. Right. So that could be two offensive linemen. It could be two defensive linemen. It could definitely take an edge. It could easily be over. Yeah, it could be if they have nine. Right. And that's what we think they could get to. So I think it's a great question there from Ivan. If they stay at seven right now, I'd probably go under. If it's if they can get to nine or around there, I could definitely see that happening. A really full revamp of the trenches, which I think we all expect. Maybe it takes a little more time. But I love the thought process there. But that's going to wrap things up for today's show. We have more great stuff coming for you guys the rest of the week because it is your team every day. Going to be getting some stay, stay or go soon. Maybe some cap casualties to talk about as well. And any news that comes, you know we will be there with it the next day talking about it. So to make sure you don't miss it, go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. You can follow me and David on Twitter, me at DanTalkSports. David at DrotalkSD in the show's page at LockedOnLAC, where we post the show every day, as well as on our Instagram at LockedOnChargers and our LockedOnChargers Facebook page. Thank you for calling into the voicemail line a tier at 323-524-7924. We like getting that kind of old school sports radio vibes. If you want to call in, leave your 30-second Chargers question. You're very likely to get on the show. But that's going to wrap things up for today. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow. But until then, take it easy and go Bulls.